Welcome to Created to Reign, a production of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. The Cornwall Alliance is a ministry dedicated to helping fulfill the mandate God gave mankind in Genesis 1.28 to subdue and rule the earth in a way that enhances its fruitfulness, its beauty, and its safety for the glory of God and the benefit of our neighbors. I am David Arley Gates, and our topic today is the electric vehicle mandate in a blue state. Now, first of all, I know exactly what you're going to say. Too bad for you. Why don't you just move to a red state like me? And I get it. The British Army retreated at Dunkirk and fled across the channel back to England, and they lived to fight another day. Had they stuck it out and been utterly destroyed, the Nazis would now be ruling Europe. But why didn't the French resistance just get on boats and paddle on over to England where freedom still reigned? Well, I guess some of us are called to be the equivalent of the French resistance. Others of you will say, look, I don't live in a blue state, so why should I care? Well, if the actions of the EPA and the federal government are any indication, this pattern is likely to be played out on the federal level and sooner than later. So let's see what's happened in my home state of Delaware, but don't think there but for the grace of God go I. Rather, I need to take action now to prevent this from happening in my state. In January of this year, I was invited to give a talk on climate change at a regional meeting of the Delaware Republican Party. At the end of my talk, almost as an afterthought, I mentioned that because of our efforts to address climate change in the state, we are going to adopt California standards. Now, here's how it works. Every state has the option to follow either the EPA rules or the more stringent rules posited by the state of California. Each state has to pick one or the other. They cannot make up their own rules. Most red states stay with the EPA. Most blue states opt for the California dream. Being the bluest of blue states, Delaware, of course, has decided to follow the California model. What that means is that an electric vehicle mandate will be phased in and fully implemented by 2035. Technically, the California rules do not require that one must buy an electricity-powered vehicle. They only mandate what is available to dealers. So beginning in 2026, 35% of the new cars delivered to dealers must be electric vehicles. This ramps up each year until in 2035, 100% of all new cars delivered to dealers in the state must be electric vehicles. In 2035, according to the regulations, you can still go out of state to buy a gasoline-powered vehicle, and you can still register one in the state. The mandate does not extend to consumers. But from what I will show you in just a bit, the Delaware legislature will certainly pass legislation at some point prohibiting that. But if you cannot buy them at a local dealership, dealers in Delaware certainly will be adversely affected, and very soon. Indeed, this was not lost on the automobile dealers in the room at my presentation. But the Republicans sat dumbfounded at this news. They had no idea this was coming. I was invited back to speak at other GOP groups and then to a statewide gathering of Republicans. Everywhere I went, the room was stunned at my suggestion that the state was about to enact an electric vehicle mandate. They were clueless that the Secretary of the Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Control, or DENREC, was being given the authority to make such a sweeping proclamation. 
So what is the rationale for enacting this electric vehicle mandate? Two issues are cited. One is that the Delaware Climate Change Action Plan requires us to cut carbon dioxide emissions. And if we move to all electric vehicles, then our carbon footprint will be greatly reduced unless we consider how the electricity is produced. But the environmentalists never want to focus on that. The other rationale for the electric vehicle mandate is that automobile emissions create ground-level ozone days, days when surface ozone concentrations become hazardous to one's health. The data cite high numbers of ozone days in Bucks County, just north of Philadelphia. Now, if you aren't up on your geography, Bucks County and Philadelphia are both in the state of Pennsylvania. The three lower counties split off from Pennsylvania before the Revolutionary War and became known as Delaware. Delaware has no problem with ground-level ozone. So why is Delaware worrying about moving to electric vehicles to prevent ground-level ozone days? Again, it's twofold. One, Wilmington, Delaware's largest city by far, is lumped in with the Philadelphia SMSA. That's the standard metropolitan statistical area. And two, because the environmentalists can use it to enact their legislation to limit our carbon dioxide footprint. Very convenient, huh? Riled up on this electric vehicle mandate issue, the conservative base took action. The state GOP held five town hall meetings to build awareness of the electric vehicle mandate, and I was invited to speak at all five, along with the DENREC secretary. The first was held in the most conservative county in Delaware, and even with limited advertising, more than 300 people attended, and the room overflowed into the parking lot. Across the state, attendance was still between 100 and 200 people at each venue. Numerous articles were written about the meetings in the op-ed pages, and switchboards on conservative talk shows lit up with people vehemently opposed to this electric vehicle mandate. The GOP cannot get this response to issues on abortion, school education, and school choice, euthanasia, gun control, state-assisted suicide, yeah, I know, or zoning changes to convert our agricultural land to solar factories. But if the government threatens to restrict your ability to buy a gasoline or diesel-powered vehicle over the next 12 years, well, them's fighting words, at least in the state of Delaware. Now, I won't bore you with the particulars of how this discussion went or the protests that were organized. But the legislature is now out of session, having concluded on June 31st. Yes, technically the legislature is required to complete everything by midnight on the last day of June, but if they need extra time, then the early morning hours of July 1st become June 31st for the purpose of clearing up loose ends. So, given the groundswell of outcry for the electorate on this issue, what did the Delaware legislature do? Note that both houses have an overwhelming Democratic majority, 26 to 15 in the House, and 15 to 6 in the Senate. At the last three GOP-sponsored electric vehicle mandate presentations, the House Minority Leader took to saying, although we are going to hear a presentation on climate change, the electric vehicle mandate isn't about climate change. It's about having an unelected official make decisions that the legislature should make. Hmm. But of course, it is all about climate change. That's the whole point. 
The people should be equally mad if the legislature voted for the electric vehicle mandate. So you can bet the legislature would back down in the face of an overwhelming outcry from the electorate. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't they? The Republicans initiated two bills to attempt to stop the then-rec secretary from unilaterally adopting California standards regarding the restriction of the distribution to dealers of fossil fuel-powered cars and trucks. The first, Senate Bill 96, would have specifically prohibited the DENREC secretary from adopting California's rules to decrease slowly the proportion of gas-powered vehicles delivered to automobile dealers to zero by 2035. Senate Bill 96 was co-sponsored by every Republican in the House and by every Republican in the Senate. The bill was introduced on April 19th, but was tabled by the Environment, Energy, and Transportation Committee in the Senate and thus was never voted upon. A second bill was proposed by the House Minority Leader and would require DENREC to pause application of the California air quality regulations in Delaware until a report of their fiscal impacts on Delaware could be obtained. This bill further would require any subsequent electric vehicle mandate be approved by the General Assembly. As with Senate Bill 96, House Resolution 17 had co-sponsorship from every Republican member of the House. House Resolution 17 was introduced into the House on June 22nd and enjoyed bipartisan support with all Republicans and two Democrats voting for the bill. Nevertheless, House Resolution 17 was defeated by a vote of 22 to 17 that same day. But another bill did pass with bipartisan support. House Bill 99, better known as the Delaware Climate Change Solutions Act, of 2023. House Bill 99, quote, establishes a statutory target of greenhouse gas emissions reductions over the medium and long term to mitigate the adverse effects of climate change due to anthropogenic greenhouse gas emissions on the state, unquote. Moreover, House Bill 99 also creates climate change officers in certain key cabinet-level departments who will assist DENREC in the ongoing implementation of the Climate Action Plan and requires state agencies to consider climate change in decision-making, rulemaking, and procurement. In other words, it codifies requiring unelected bureaucrats to make decisions regarding climate change issues that otherwise should be considered by the state legislature. House Bill 99 passed the House 27 to 13 with two Republican senators voting with the Democrats. The Senate went on a strict party vote and passed House Bill 99 by a 15 to 5 margin, an amendment specifically to require that this chapter does not confer authority to state agencies to promulgate or amend regulations was rejected in the House on a pure party vote of 15 to 25. Had it passed, the amendment would have nullified House Bill 99 itself. Thus, I cannot see how the amendment could have passed if the bill was to be enacted in the law. The governor has then signed the bill, making it the law of the state. So, what does this mean for Delaware and its electric vehicle mandate? Delaware's Climate Action Plan notes that the largest in-state source of greenhouse gas emissions comes from the transportation sector at 61%. Thus, if the state is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by one half in just six and a half years, 
as required by the action plan and by House Bill 99, there must be an electric vehicle mandate. But the Climate Change Solutions Act of 2023 authorizes DENREC to implement the state's climate action plan, and it requires state agencies to take the initiative to consider climate change in all they do. Moreover, it expands the bureaucracy by creating a cadre of climate change officers across the executive branch to assist DENREC in its implementation of the Climate Action Plan. And all this transfer of power to the various state agencies was indeed afforded by a vote of the state legislature, which now has granted DENREC the power that the opposition to the electric vehicle mandate specifically sought to squelch. Oh, but it doesn't end there. Consider House Bills 10 and 12. House Bill 10 establishes targets converting all school buses in the state to electric vehicles. House Bill 12 creates an electric vehicle rebate program to encourage Delaware residents to purchase and lease new and used electric vehicles with standards and procedures to be developed by, you got it, DENREC, our tax dollars at work. But further consider Senate Substitute 1 for Senate Bill 103. Senate Substitute 1 requires that all new construction of single-family and multifamily residences must include electric vehicle charging infrastructure for each garage bay by providing county and municipal government enforcement. Senate Substitute 1 expires only when the Secretary of DENREC advises the legislature that the Delaware Administrative Code has been updated to match or exceed these standards. Moreover, if the single-family dwelling does not have a garage, attached or detached, quote, an electric vehicle-capable parking space must be provided in the driveway, assigned parking space for the dwelling, or at an unassigned non-street residential parking space constructed as part of the project, unquote. These three bills passed with only support from the Democratic legislators, although one lone Republican senator did vote for House Bill 12. Various Democrats actually joined the Republicans in opposition. But all three bills cited mitigating the state's carbon footprint and its concomitant climate change effects on the state as the primary reason for these actions. The Delaware legislature is foolish if it thinks that the electric vehicle mandate will cause anything more than economic hardship for the citizens of Delaware. While we make it increasingly expensive for Delawareans to heat and cool our homes, cook food, and get around, China is building the equivalent of two new cold-fired power plants a week. Delaware's electric vehicle mandate will have no effect on the atmospheric concentration of carbon dioxide in light of the increase in carbon dioxide being emitted by China's coal-based power plants. And more importantly, it will have no effect whatsoever on the Earth's climate. Thus, the only outcome is that Delaware's legislators will have made our energy unaffordable, while China enjoys inexpensive energy from coal. And in Delaware, expect natural gas appliances and fireplaces, as well as fertilizer, to be under attack in subsequent legislative sessions because, despite objections to the contrary, our state legislature is attempting to save our state from climate change. It is for our own good, after all, whether we want it or not. It's really nice to have the totalitarians who run this state looking out for our best interests. 
So let's see, back to the French resistance. When does that vote leave for England? Thank you for listening to Created to Reign. Until next time, I am David Arlegates, and may God richly bless you.